Welcome to the Perky and Man Dadcast Book Club Special. Today we talk about books, books, and books. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. So welcome along to the first ever Perky and Man Dadcast Book Club. We're going to be looking at our favourite books and just talking about some of the things that we like to read to our kids. So Richard, what have you got first? So I've got, it, I've got to admit, it's really difficult to get it down to five. But what I'm going to do is just read you the beginnings of these stories. Okay. So this is a classic, 1971, Roger Hargraves. It's part of the Mr. Men series, Mr. Tickle. And this one is just, uh, I can probably remember this book more than any other book. And it's one that has been read to me and one that I've read many times. It was a warm, sunny morning. In his small house at the other side of the wood, Mr. Tickle was asleep. You didn't know that there was such a thing as a tickle, did you? Well, there is. Tickles are small and round, and they have arms that stretch and stretch and stretch. Extraordinary long arms. And there we go, and then we get into the story. And I just think the way these books are crafted are just fantastic, especially the first sort of 20, and then they... They sort of evolve and adapt, and I know now his, his son uh, writes them, they've changed slightly. But, you know, they, they actually push you in the kind of words that they use. In the, this book, a bit later on, there's, there was a terrible pandemonium. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. You know, pandemonium in a, in a sort of a children's book. But they're just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I know we've talked before about the tie-in they've done with Doctor Who, which is just, you know, very clever. <laughs> very clever, but very crazy. I was reading one to yeah. Emily the other day. She was just looking at me like, what the heck are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Talking about Suntarans or something from another planet. Yes. I remember so I th- that Mr. Tickle book, and I remember having a massive nightmare about Mr. Tickle tickling me. And it was painful. And then that put me off Mr. Tickle. But I used to like Mr. Tickle. I think if you haven't read any Mr. Men books to your children, then it's time to. Because they're just amazing. And there's a reason why they've been going, you know, near well, over 40 years. Nice. So there we go. Okay. What have you got, Perky? Well, the first one I've got is actually a really current one. And it's by a guy called BJ Novak, which is an American comedian. And it's basically called The Book With No Pictures. And I'll read the... Ah, I have heard of this one. I'll read the first couple of pages. Yeah. The first page just says, This is a book with no pictures. You turn the page. It might seem like no fun to have someone read you a book with no pictures. It probably seems boring and serious. Except, here is how books work. Everything the words say, the person reading the book has to say. No matter what. And then it goes on to make the reader say some really stupid stuff to the kid. So it's a lot of fun. And it's it's the one book that I've heard a child laughing at the most because his dad was reading it to him and he was just wetting himself at the stuff that the dad had to say. <laughs> that's I've not read that to the girls, but Phoebe has mentioned about it. I think she's had it read at school. But that sounds a fantastic one. And it, just getting the kids to be a bit silly, getting the parents to be silly and just using your imagination, I guess. Here's another page randomly. And also the kid I'm reading this book to is the best kid ever in the history of the entire world. Oh, that's great. And stuff like that. That's really good. And actually, what's really funny is that Tilly likes this book. And then the next book that I was going to mention, I might mention just now, is actually kind of the opposite. Because the other book is a book with no words. Oh, okay, great. Which is really clever. It's called Welcome to Momoko. And I, I randomly, I was waiting in a waiting room and I just saw this book 
And it looked interesting because it got loads of characters on the front, loads of like hand drawn characters. And I thought I'd have a. So I'm just going to drop that book on the floor. And uh, and I picked it up. And basically, on the first page, it's got about 20 characters, and it tells you a little bit about each of these characters. And then you choose which one you follow. And then all the other pages are a bit like a Where's Wally book. So there's loads of stuff going on. And you go through and you find the character that you're following. And so there's like 20 different stories all happening on the same pages. Oh, wow. So it's great. So sometimes I'll maybe tell one of the stories to Tilly. And then I'll leave her there with the book. And she'll just be pouring all over it, looking at other stories. It's just really nice. And actually, she has actually read me a story from this. Oh, really? It was so sweet. Yeah. It was like, and then he was in the park. And then he was by the side of the road. And then he was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's great. That's another one I've got to get. Well, these are two books that straight away I'm going to go and buy. Yeah, so this is Welcome to <laughs> I'm Monaco. Sold on them. And it's, I, I can't really pronounce the name. It's Alexandra Mizilelinska and Daniel Mizilinski. I have no idea. Lovely. But it's, uh, if you type in Momoko, then you'll find something. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Lewis Carroll. This is quite a well-known one. <laughs> I guess most people have heard of it, read it seen it, whatever. I love it. Absolutely love it. Many years ago, with Forbidden did the play. So anyway, this is the beginning. Down the rabbit hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and of having nothing to do. Once or twice, she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. And what is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversation? So she was considering in her own mind as well as she could, for the hot day made her feel very sleepy and stupid, whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies, when suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. And there we go. Nice. I just love it, though. It's everything which is about a child's brain, which flits from this to that to that to that. And it goes one way and the other. And the whole idea of falling down a rabbit hole has been used in many stories, isn't it? You know, that, that, the going to another world, the beginning of an adventure. Yeah, yeah, Most yeah. sort of like the- almost fantasy stories of children's stories. You know, when you think of a story, you go back to that as a blueprint. Yeah, it's that kind of like, here's your regular life and then this is the adventure beginning. And that's how it starts. That's how most stories start, isn't it? It's like, here, this is what you normally do and then this is the the reason why today is different. And then you go off on your adventure. Absolutely. And it is great. The book takes quite a while to read in a way because it's not one that I would say a young child would read. But definitely I've read it to the girls. Probably a bit too complicated for Georgia when I read it and probably a bit too much for Phoebe. But I will do it again because it's just great storytelling. You know. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I've got so, a, a bugbear that I wanted to mention about stories. Oh yeah. You know, obviously, when you're reading a story, it's great to do all the different voices. I love doing the different voices. And yeah. sometimes that's the hard thing, trying to make sure you remember which voices you've done for which characters. And then sometimes in books, it's really annoying because they do a thing like this. They say, hurrah said mummy and daddy. And it's like, well, how can I make the sound <laughs> that mummy and daddy do? Like, doesn't work, does it? Like, what, what, what voice do you do when it's a group of people? I tell you what, this, the actor training, it, yeah. it didn't cover that, did it? No. Yeah, it really didn't. You know, three years at drama school, Perky, and we didn't learn how to do dual characters at the same time. I know. Are you supposed to try to do, like, an amalgamation of the two? Or I love you... that. Do you know, I've never thought of that, actually. But yeah. you're right. 
I oh, unbelievable, because unbelievable. Th- there's one I've been reading to Emily at the moment, and it's a the you know, Peppa Pig story, and it's got exactly that. It's got Mummy Pig and Daddy Pig, and obviously Daddy Pig, whoa, Daddy Pig, and then yes. Mummy Pig is all nice and but if they both, both say something, how do you no, I know. do that? Really annoying. Basically, it's authors who are not actually reading out their work. No, they're they not don't actually read it reading out. out live. They're not thinking about it, you know. Or they're it's reading a challenge. It without any characterization, and it's just. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do one next, or shall I? Actually, yeah, I've got one. Um, which cool. Go for it. Actually, I just I just grabbed this one out of my pile of books because actually this one ties in with the characterization thing, and I Ooh, think yeah. I think this person has really considered each of the different voices, <laughs> which is lovely. It's by Sophie Hen, and it's called Pom Pom. The character's Pom Pom. So there's Pom Pom is super. There's Pom Pom Gets the Grumps and Pom Pom the Champion. And it's this little panda bear. But what I love about it is how each of the characters that come in have all got their personalities. So, you know, here's a page. Hello, buddy, said Pom Pom's mummy. Wrong, said Buddy. Today I am not just normal everyday Buddy. Today I am Buddy the Fantastic Footballing Flash. And you, you can't you can't read it in any other way. And then no, and especially when one character comes in, it's a bear who's a yeah. bit a bit chubby, a bit jolly, you could say. He yes. comes in wearing ribbons tied round his arms in a big yeah. blaze of glitter. <laughs> it's there, isn't it? I can't read it in any other way than this. It's me, Twinkly Twirly Tornado Bear, (laughs) said Baxter as he twinkled and twirled. I think it's what I'm best at. And then it says, and Pom Pom, Buddy, Scout and Rocco had to agree. So it's just (laughs) little things like that that are just beautiful in this book because it's something for the grown-ups, something just like, you know, just a little nudge and a hint. I think there's some people that we know like that. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a that's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, these are these are these are really good books. Yeah, again, another one I don't know. I think I'm going for sort of more classic ones and older yeah. ones, and you're going for which is great. And you're going for the the more um recent and maybe not as known, well known. Okay, yeah. Judith Kerr, the Tiger Who Came to Tea. That book bugs okay. me. Okay, no, I know we've read I know we've well, I know we've talked about it before, but I, for me, anyway, there once was a little girl called Sophie, and she was having tea with her mummy in the kitchen. Suddenly, there was a ring at the door. Sophie's mummy said, I wonder who that can be. It can't be the milkman, because he came this morning. And it can't be the boy from the grocer, because this isn't the day he comes. And it can't be daddy, because he's got his key. We'd better open the door and see. Exactly, just open the door. Sorry, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm leaving it there, because, you know, people who don't know it, there we go. And I know what you're going to say, because we've said it before. It's about drinking all the water. I know it comes up very often. Like sometimes <laughs> when the taps aren't working, or when we, you know, whatever, it's often oh maybe the tigers come and drunk all the water from the taps. <laughs> That's not how it works. There's, there's another thing that annoys me in this book as well. It annoys me, and it's really weird that in the beginning of the book there's Sophie and there's the mum, and Sophie looks like a girl and the mum looks like a mum, and then when the dad comes back, the mum suddenly looks like a little girl. Let's have a look. It's really weird. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, actually. Suddenly she's really kind of like passive maybe and meek. Cause, maybe because she's sheepish because she let a tiger come in and ransack the place. Yeah, or maybe because she knows she has the milkman pop round one day of the week and she has the grocer's <laughs> boy pop round another day. <laughs> anyway, I, for me, that aside, it's a good book and it's a fun book and it's a classic book. 
Anyway, yeah. what you got, Perky? Let's keep going. What you got? Well, I've just wanted. I've got my list of, of five, but then I keep on wanting to sort of add another little one in. Oh, you're going to be cheeky, aren't you? I'm going to do this one really quickly because this is just a line <laughs> in the book. It's a lovely book. It's called Knuffle Bunny. We got it from the library, and it's by someone yeah. called Mo Willems. Right. And it's um, it's black and white photos, and then cartoon coloured drawings on top, which is really nice. But it's got one little bit. It's uh, a little a little baby, a little toddler has realised that they've left their bunny in the in the laundromat and <laughs> and there's one little bit which is it, it's just a beautiful picture and it's something that we'd all kind of you know understand the words of it basically this baby's starting to cry so it says Trixie bald and then it says she went boneless and it's got the dad <laughs> trying to lead her along but she's just gone floppy and it's just when we read that <laughs> she went boneless and it's like that's exactly what kids do when they're having a meltdown yes that was an aside I'm not doing that no bit. that Listen, we're rule breakers. We're mavericks. We break our own rules. We are mavericks <laughs> on our own dad cast. You know, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So the one I want to do is actually... Um, <laughs> now, I want to say, all of these books that we're doing, none of them are, you know, adverts. These are just ones that we genuinely like. None of them are kind of, you yeah, know, yeah. because someone's like... This one is one from someone that I know. And I, uh, I went to, I went to buy it, and then he wouldn't take the money from me. So he's gifted it to me. But it's not. This is not an advert for his his book in that way. But it's, it's not an endorsement. It's not. It, no, I just. I actually genuinely really like the book. And Tilly really genuinely likes the book as well. It's by Paul Carenza, who's someone that you've met as well. Isn't oh, yeah, it? he's a comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Met him. Yeah, he did Bed Fringe first year, and um, yeah, he's great. And he does Radio 2. He does Thought for the Day on Radio 2. So his books are Christian children's books. And Rachel and I had always sort of said, you know, we're not religious, but we would like to allow the girls to be religious if they want. So we're kind of not blocking it. But we just thought it'd be nice to let them hear a couple of Bible stories. Yeah. And then they can decide when they're older what they want to do. But this one is about Noah. So it's basically the story of Noah. And the book's called Noah's Car Park Ark. A long time ago, in a far-off land, there was just dry sand and no rain planned. But a man called Noah, such a wise old fella, heard God's voice say, Go buy an umbrella. (laughs) I'm sending some rain, I think it's for the best, and I've sent every animal your home address. No need to panic, it's just two of each, and you'll float in a boat till you land on a beach. It's quite sweet, isn't it? (laughs) I like that. A lot of times when you see books with Bible stories in, it's kind of very reverential and almost very difficult for kids to kind of access. Whereas this has been illustrated by Liz and Kate Pope, and it looks a bit like what the ladybird heard. It's that kind of drawing. So it just looks like a good kid's book. And the fact that it's Noah is kind of irrelevant, you know, but it's just nice. It's just nice. That's fantastic. That's Noah's, pretty good. Noah's Car Park Ark. He's done a couple of others as well, but I've not read those. He's got a lot to do there, hasn't he? You know, you start, you start <laughs> on the Bible stories. There's a yeah. r- rich vein of, of stories out there. Yeah. There's a few Very that struggle to convert into kids' books, I tell you. Yes. Stick to the lighter ones. <laughs> Sodom and I've Gomorrah got... for kids. Yeah, sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, 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 for kids. <laughs> uh, well, funny enough, you bet about mentioning someone that you know. The next book is by David Litchfield, who is a local Bedford writer and illustrator. Initially an illustrator, but he writes now. And he's got uh, a book, The Bear and the Piano. And there's a follow-on that came out last year, but it's a beautifully illustrated book. It really is. I know, it really is. I can't draw. I'd love to draw. Um, Me too. Me too. We should do that. We should learn. We should learn. We should learn, yeah. One day in the forest, a young bear cub 
found something he'd never seen before. What could this strange thing be, he thought. Shyly, he touched it with his stubby paws. Plonk! The strange thing made an awful sound. So, the bear left. But the next day, he came back. And the day after that too. And for days and weeks and months and years. <laughs> Until eventually... Da -da -da. It's a great book about friendship and about going on a journey. And it's just fun. Lovely. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And there's a hardback one that's got the music on as well. So really? you can play it. Yeah. It's just a really good book. And it was, I think, you know, it was a, it was a sort of a top Waterstones book for a while. And he's such a lovely guy as well. You know, uh, yeah, again, this is not an endorsement. <laughs> well, it is, I guess. It's a, it's a personal endorsement, as in it's a brilliant book. I love the fact I, that it had the, as you say, the piano with it, so you can press the buttons. I think that's really yeah, clever when they do things like that. Little th yeah, so you could play the, you know, anyway, just, just so, so, so good. But, you know, plus it's good to see someone locally that's doing well. And, and also, and I think we've mentioned this before, but going into bookshops, they're, they're seems to be a real push for children's books. We are not short of children's books. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're ones just... that make a lot of money because when people have kids' books, they break them or they write in them and it means that you can't sort of hand them over to other people. So I guess they, like grown-up books, probably, you know, get handed around between 20-odd people, whereas yeah. kids' books kind of just stay with that one person. They do, yeah. And actually, you know, there's a few, when I was thinking about today, there, there's a few that I had as, as a, a child that I've, if it's somewhere in my loft, uh, and I will find them at some point, but things that I read and reread and reread and reread again, and, and I would never get rid of them. Yeah. You know, and not, not, not many. I think a good book just stays with you, doesn't it? Absolutely. It really does. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how many times you read it or it's read to you. Anyway, what have you got next, Perky? Actually, yeah, I, I've got one more thing I want to mention. But actually, when you were saying that about books that you had as a kid, that you were your favourites when you were a kid, one of my favourites when I was a kid was Mrs. Wobble, The Waitress. Oh, that's fantastic. It's such a good book, isn't it? And you know what? I saw a damn good stage production of it. <laughs> damn good. With, yeah, with no other me. than yourself in it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good, though. It was really good. To, and, I've, and I was desperate to, to read it to, to Tilly when she was born. And, and gladly, she likes it, which is good. She doesn't like it as much as I like it. Sometimes I'll go, hey, do you want this? And she'll go, no, no, something else. <laughs> I mean, maybe, okay, well, I'll, I'll read a, a touch of it then, because I've got it here. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Wobble was a waitress. She liked her work. The customers liked her. The only trouble was she wobbled. One day, Mrs. Wobble wobbled with a bowl of soup. The soup landed on a customer's dog. Mrs. Wobble got told off. It's just a beautiful story. It is, it is. And straight away, it's sort of intriguing, isn't it? Yeah. Straight away, you're in there. Yeah, I maybe, yeah. You know, it's about the way you're reading it, because I guess some people just, if you don't put anything into it, especially reading to a child you're not going to get much back, are you? That's true. And I'm not saying about acting it or performing it or being, you know, an amazing storyteller necessarily, but just giving it a little bit of energy. Hook yeah. the child in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree with you Doesn't take much, does it? Doesn't no, take much. It just, it's just sensing the tone when you read a book, isn't it? So if it's something yeah. where, oh, something's a bit dangerous, then you want to sort of bring it down that way or something's exciting, you want to, to bring it up. There's, there's one other little thing I wanted to mention, and I'm not yeah. going to read this out, but this is just a, a, a story that if you ever, <laughs> in a library or in a bookshop, see Tom Banks's book, The Great Galoon and the Pirate Queen, 
and you read that book, when it comes up with a character, I've mentioned this on the show before, when the character Perky Luffington comes in, that character <laughs> is named after me. Hooray! That is very cool. Perky Luffington. What a oh. character. What a character. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was because... I did something for for Tom Banks once when I was working on a children's radio station and I mentioned his kid's name and they were very, very excited that the person on the radio mentioned his kid's name and so he said he was going to put my name in a book and he did. Perky Luffington. That's fantastic. I love it. That's that's really good. Should be your alter ego. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I like it. There's another good book. I'm going to have to read that. Right, well, I've got got one last one. Fantastic, Um, fantastic. And this was really led by the author, but... I just think it's fantastic. It's Keith Richards. Wow. From that little known group, The Rolling Stones, and it's called Gus and Me, but it's the story of my granddad and my first guitar. And I just thought, oh, that's just great. You know, I play guitar and I want my girls to well, play any instrument, to be honest, would be good. But it's just, it's really, it's, it's just a lovely book. The art in it as well is by his daughter. Nice. So she's, she, yeah, it's just, it's lovely. So here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I could read it as Keith, couldn't I? Do it as Keith. So You've got Keith, to read yeah. it as Keith, absolutely. Okay, okay here we go. You know, Theodore Augustus Dupree lived with seven daughters near the Seven Sisters Road in a house that was filled with instruments and cake. You know, Theodore Augustus Dupree could play the piano and scrape the violin, blow the saxophone and strum the guitar. He'd been a soldier, a baker, and a leader of a dance band. But now Theodore Augustus Dupree was my granddad. Now he was Gus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I it, love it. Yeah. I love and it. Yet, and yet again, it's just, it's just a good story. And it's about him playing his guitar. And first piece of music he learned was a Malagueña, a, a Spanish piece, which was not what I expected. But it's about learning an instrument. It's about, in the end, isn't it? It's about doing something. It's a journey, learning an instrument, and also the, the respect that he had for his, his grandfather, which is just lovely. An inspiring book from an old rocker. That is beautiful. <laughs> Listen, this should be a bigger conversation. So on hearing this, yes. if, you, if it reminds you of any books that you love reading to your kids or books that you used to read when you were younger, then get in contact. At Dadcast UK on Twitter is probably the best place to go. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Dadcast UK. Let us know. Yeah. We can keep this going. You know, if there's any books uh, that pop up, we can just yes. drop them in throughout the year. So yeah, do that. And- Definitely, and we'll probably do another sort of special, well, not special, another dedicated one again, but we should just drip feed them because there are millions of books out there. Um, and it's difficult yeah. to find the good ones, I suppose, if you don't know what you're looking for. So, lovely. Look, well, thanks so much for listening to this show. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, what we should do just before we go, maybe after the jingle, we need to do the reveal of Last Dadcast's Easter Egg Hunt. This is where we slip the word egg into the conversation where it shouldn't have been. So we've got a couple of those to play after the jingle. <laughs> but in the meantime, join us for another Dadcast in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Rich. Bye. Subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcast UK. Because I had kind of expected... I'm completely exasperated. Don't talk about Brexit. Have an excellent time.